Welcome to the weekend edition of the Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson and hello, Sean Aylmer. Hello, Michael. Sean, on weekdays, it's all about the Fast Five, the top five business stories in five minutes. On the weekend, we still keep it to five minutes, but we're going to pick out the biggest story of the week, the sleeper story, one that's kind of flying under the radar a little bit, the most remarkable story and our favorite story. So let's jump into it. What was the biggest story of the week for you? Oh, it's all about earnings seasons, plenty going on at the moment. Commonwealth Bank came in with a record result, but its share price tumbled. Basically, its profit margins look to have peaked. Telstra, good result for the giant telco. Customers seem to be sticking around Telstra more than they used to. Newcrest came out with a massive dividend payout and said it wasn't interested in Newmont's takeover bid. Then it said, "Mm, but you can look at our books. Let's keep talking on that one. West Farmers had a pretty solid result. So too CSL, that just keeps chugging along. Basically, the gist of earnings this week, the economy has definitely come off the boil a bit this year. Supply chain pressures have eased, that's good. But the most notable thing, there's plenty of uncertainty about the outlook and where the economy is heading. Big week for earnings. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my biggest story this week was uh, pretty much everything that's been happening in politics. And, and the highlight for me was Senate estimates uh, in the Headline Act there where senators grilled bureaucrats. Was Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe under a lot of pressure over the bank's actions in raising rates when he said they wouldn't go up until 2024 at the earliest? He said that the pain from rising rates is less than the pain of unchecked soaring inflation. Also in politics this week, Sean, we had the 15th anniversary of the apology to the stolen generation, the abolition of temporary protection visas for a asylum seekers, warning that boats might start arriving, committee looking at the impact of bank branch closures in regional areas, plenty happening globally as well, inflation figures in the US and kind of tensions cooling a little bit between the US and China over the the shooting down of that Chinese spy balloon because the other three things that the US shot down weren't apparently linked to China. Don't know what they were, but they weren't Chinese. There you go. Sean, most remarkable story Can I nominate one for this? Because I've got a cracker. Yeah, please. So we covered this story right at the very start of the week, and I'm still amazed by it. The five biggest Western oil companies made a combined profit last year of almost 200 billion US dollars. That is extraordinary. Great for shareholders, obviously. The biggest was ExxonMobil with a record $56 billion. Chevron, Shell, Total Energies came next. Bringing up the rear, BP, just $28 billion in profit for poor little BP there. Got a lot of people offside with changes to their their plans to cut oil and gas output and carbon emissions. No surprise the oil giants are raking it in. Energy costs soared last year. Still, these five companies combined made a touch under 28 million US dollars an hour last year. I find that remarkable. I'm with you. The most remarkable story of the week, no doubt. All right, the sleeper story, one that's maybe going to be a bigger story down the track. What was it for you? Well, we heard plenty about it, but I think it has massive ramifications that we're not thinking enough about. The Albanese government this week abolished temporary protection visas. Around 19,000 refugees who have been in Australia for up to 10 years will be able to apply for a newly created permanent residency visa with family reunion rights and a path to citizenship. The opposition jumped on the decision, saying granting permanent visas could revive the people smuggling trade. Very few issues have divided this country as much as refugees over the past 20 years. The fights during the Howard years about turning back boats were harsh and passionate. Ultimately, the policy did work. People stopped taking incredibly precarious journeys to Australia, encouraged by people smugglers. I support what the Albanese government is doing, but the opposition also 
has a point. It's a very vexed issue and could become a serious political issue, particularly if at some point in the next couple of years, Australia starts intercepting boatloads of refugees. A real sleeper for mine. Yeah, absolutely. Favourite story for me this week, Sean, I'm going to go with the Super Bowl because it really has something for everyone. For sports lovers, it's got the actual game, Kansas City Chiefs beating the Philadelphia Eagles, a couple of Australians playing as well. Then for the business side, and we are a business podcast after all, the advertising, just a couple of quick stats, Sean, in 1967, about $40,000 for a 30-second commercial. 2023, that same spot, cost $7 million. $230,000 per second. Incredible. If you were there for the entertainment, you had the halftime show with Rihanna and a little bit of intrigue as well. If you happen to look up into the stands, you might have spotted Rupert Murdoch sitting up there alongside Elon Musk. Musk then tweeted about the Super Bowl, disappointed that Joe Biden's tweet got better reach than his. So apparently had Twitter engineers change the algorithm to prioritize his own. This story has everything. Oh, it's a cracking story. My favourite story this week was that the Republicans in the US have got their first opponent against Donald Trump for the 2024 election campaign. Her name is Vicki Haley. She's from South Carolina and was once governor of that state. She was also a UN ambassador in the Trump administration. Early to jump into the campaign, but the 51-year-old Ms Haley says the party needs generational change. She wants Republicans to rally around substantive issues and the party needs a candidate with appeal to mainstream America. I think Donald Trump was a dreadful president. To have a Republican putting her hand up saying, yep, I'm going to take him on, great news, I think. All right, there we go. Five minutes and pretty much everything you need to know in the world of business. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. We'll be back on Monday morning with the top five business stories in five minutes. Don't forget to hit follow. Also check out our other podcast, How Do They Afford That? Featuring Kanna Campbell, the founder of Sugar Mama TV. This week's episode, all about rebooting your household budget to help deal with rising interest rates. I'm Michael Thompson, and this is The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Listener.